you under her eye. This podcast is all about women's empowerment and gender equality. We are fucking this month in the patriarchy over here and we are doing that through education because education is so important and this is all brought to you by me in Sandsfield. I am 17 years old. I do not know shit. I do not. Okay. Hey guys, so welcome back to Under Her Eye. Today's episode is going to be talking about gender and climate change. You know, I talk about intersectionality, but I haven't actually done an episode about how gender equality and other areas of social change crossover because they really do. You cannot solve gender equality without tackling race, climate change. You just can't. You you can't. And if you try to, I don't even think you can solve the one you're trying to solve. I really don't. And even if you get somewhere with that, you're just causing the other issue to get even even worse. Like, seriously, I really do think trying to solve one while ignoring or just not tackling the other is going to make the other worse and I don't I really don't think it's going to even help yours so that is why we're going to be talking about the climate change the climate change (laughs) gender equality and climate change as one but not as one I don't think mm, how do you refer to it like how they how they cross over I guess. So I'm currently on the IUCN website. I don't know what that stands for, but it they have like a whole article, well, a whole like study on gender and the climate change. So this says strengthening climate action by promoting gender equality. Women and men are experiencing climate change differently. As gender inequalities persist around the world, affecting the ability of individuals and communities to adapt. And then it says, recognising the important contributions of women as decision makers, stakeholders, educators, carers and experts across sectors at all levels can lead to successful long-term solutions to climate change. Basically, we have to promote gender equality because if we don't, we're not listening to women who are potentially sharing ways to combat climate crisis the next one is women have proven to be leading the way towards more equitable and sustainable solutions to climate change across sectors women's innovations and expertise have just transformed lives and livelihoods and increased climate resilience and overall well-being global negotiations have increasingly reflected the growing understanding of gender considerations in climate decision-making over the last eight years. Continued progression towards gender equality at COP21 can help achieve climate action. And then it says, it's got a whole section on what is the issue. Across societies, the impacts of climate change affect women and men differently. Women are often responsible for gathering and producing food, collecting water and sourcing fuel for heating and cooking. With climate change, these tasks are becoming more difficult. Extreme weather events such as droughts and floods have a greater impact on the poor and most vulnerable. 70% of the world's poor are women. 
Despite women being disproportionately affected by climate change, they play a crucial role in climate change adaptation and mitigation. Women have the knowledge and understanding of what is needed to adapt to changing environmental conditions and to come up with practical solutions, but they are still a largely untapped resource. Restricted land land rights, lack of access to financial resources, training and technology and limited access to political decision making spheres often prevent them from playing a, playing a full role ta- in tackling clim- climate change and other environmental challenges. Unleashing the knowledge and capability of women represents an important opportunity to craft effective climate change solutions for the benefit of all. So the fact that it is majority women that are affected by the climate crisis, I think it goes to show that if you're not bothered about gender equality, you're going to be less bothered about solving the climate crisis if you see women as undeserving of rights. And I think because, you know, there's a thing that is a very privileged idea that the climate crisis is a future issue. It is not. The effects of the climate crisis are happening right now. And it's majority, as it is majority poor people and it's majority women because 70% of the world's poor are women. And it's also um, largely ethnic minorities that are affected by the climate crisis. So that just puts three, it puts gender equality and racial injustice and racial justice with the climate crisis. And then this says, climate change represents the most complex challenge of our time. It requires a concentrated, proactive and holistic response. Gender inequality may dramatically limit the resilience and adaptive capacity of women, families and communities. It may also restrict options for climate change mitigation. Um, Why did I just start singing? Evidence shows that women's empowerment and advancing gender equality can deliver results across a variety of sectors, including food and economic security and health. It can also lead to more environmentally friendly decision-making at household and national levels. What can be done? United Nations climate change negotiations, void of gender-related texts and discussions until 2008, have more recently reflected an increased understanding of the links between gender equality and responding to climate change. The Lima Work Programme on gender, on gender, adopted at COP20 in 2014, for example, promotes gender balance and achieving gender-responsive climate policy. A gender-responsive outcome at COP221 in Paris would set the standard for implementation. So that kind of that was very wordy, but it's just saying that it is now talked about gender balance and gender equality is now talked about in ways we can solve the climate crisis. Um, At national and subnational levels, important steps forward include the design and planning of policies, programmes and projects, as well as financing, implementation and monitoring and evaluation. In particular, investing in participatory, multi-stakeholder and multi-sectional 
climate change gender action plans can help countries to develop comprehensive action that integrates gender concerns and builds on women's unique knowledge and perspective. That was a mouthful, to say the least. It is important to ensure equal space and resources for women and men to participate in climate change decision making and action at all levels. This is literally so obvious to me, like, especially the fact that 70% of the, you know, going back, 70% of the poor world population is women and poor people, majority poor people are affected by the climate crisis there should be women who are involved in the decisions on climate crisis because it's women who are affected by it. It's obvious that women should be the ones making some decisions on it, but that just shows how much of a patriarchal world we live in, that it's even that we have to say that women need to be involved. It should be assumed that women should be involved like anyway but especially because they're mostly affected by the climate crisis (sighs) and then this says climate finance should be accessible to both men and women and designed to generate mutual benefits not exasperate patterns of inequity that's a good line not exasperate patterns of inequity um okay that's it for that one i'm gonna read some more and kind of write out some of my own little opinions and then I will come back because I love splitting my podcast up and recording them over like a few days it's just easier hey guys I'm back it's next day um I've just found a really good article on actionaid.org.uk and it goes into quite a lot of detail about the link like specifically why climate the climate crisis affects women and girls more so i'm going to read a bit of the article so it says climate change is intrinsically linked to poverty impacting the lives of the world's poorest people the most it is also intrinsically linked to gender as we know from our work that women and girls are particularly vulnerable to the effects of of the climate catastrophe and all over the world women and girls are losing their homes as a result For women and girls living in poverty, climate change hasn't simply resulted in warmer summers. It means more extreme and less predictable weather patterns, less food, decreasing access to safe water and unstable living conditions, culminating in new threats to their rights. Gender inequality means women tend to be more vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. And so for the poorest women, dangerous weather events, droughts and failed harvests can become disasters. See, this is the thing as well. It's it's kind of like the things that the poor women are doing. Like, um, they're more likely to be cooking and harvesting certain crops. I know that they don't usually harvest some things like there's different i don't know how to explain it but there's different things that the women will harvest and the men um but anyway are women and girls more affected by climate change women and girls are more vulnerable to the effects of climate change because they constitute the majority of the world's poor who are overall more affected we've already talked about that 
and then says they are more likely to depend for their food and income on the land and natural resources which are being threatened. They are less likely to be in positions of power and or decision making roles so they don't have the power or the autonomy to say or move or yeah and then they are more likely to be responsible within their families for securing water food and fuel for cooking and heating which are all being threatened it is often women and girls for example who are forced to walk great distances to find water when local sources dry up in developing countries, they tend to be exposed to the negative impacts of disasters, including death and injury. These disasters are becoming more frequent and more severe due to climate change. They face a heightened risk of gender-based violence during and following disasters, and when forced to leave their homes due to climate change, become more vulnerable to early marriage, adolescent pregnancy, rape and trafficking. Oh my God, that last point is... That is so sad, and you don't think about the link sometimes. Heightened risk of gender-based violence during and following disasters that are caused by the climate change. So, for example, a flood, or and if they have to leave their homes, they are more vulnerable to early marriage, adolescent pregnancy, rape and trafficking. That is absolutely disgusting. And then this says, the role of gender inequality... Climate change affects women and girls more acutely because it exasperates the existing outcomes of entrenched gender equality. So it like perpetuates the climate change effects perpetuate gender equality. In many contexts, climate related disasters like floods or droughts lead to household livelihood insecurities which leads to girls being taken out of school. Girls may then help to manage the household affairs or are moved into domestic work which exposes them to risk. When parents struggle to feed their children, some feel they have no choice but to give their daughters away for early marriage, often resulting in early pregnancy. This is absolutely heartbreaking and so interesting. Like... You don't think about these things, like, I don't even think about the extent of, it's like the, the chain of events, you know, you think of a flood as a flood, you don't think of the impacts after, necessarily, especially, especially on women. Um, and then it says, and when the worst effects of climate change make land-based work impossible, Women are often less able than men to turn to alternative forms of work. Nine in ten countries worldwide have laws impeding women's economic opportunities, such as those which bar women from factory jobs, working at night or getting a job without permission from their husband. Okay guys, I went again (laughs) and I'm back again. Um, But I'm going to keep reading what I was reading because that was such, that was so interesting and I really feel like I'm learning with you. Like I've felt a bit unknowledgeable so far, but I feel like I'm kind of realising stuff with you a little bit more on this one. So, what did I get up to? Um, Yeah, okay. 
champion, champion, championing women's leadership in climate disasters. And then it has a story about a lady. Um, and then it says, women as agents of change in the fight against climate change. Women and girls are most adversely affected by the effects of climate change, but they are also uniquely important to the solution. That is so true, like, you cannot solve it without getting the views of the people mostly affected. And then it shows, says, research shows that when women participate in decision-making at national and community levels, they are key to, effect, they are key to effective climate change solutions. Women often have a strong body of knowledge and expertise that can be used in climate change mitigation, disaster reduction and creating strategies for a more sustainable future. Their traditional cultural roles within families mean they often act as stewards of natural and household resources. Every day, billions of women around the world make decisions that influence the environment, whether it's as cooks for their families, um, as farmers or as consumers. These cultural roles position women well to contribute to new strategies for climate resilient sustainable livelihoods. Meanwhile, at the country level, research shows women are powerful agents of change in the fight against climate change. Then gender equal representation has led to policy making with better outcome for the environment. Despite this, the poorest women and girls continue to be excluded from processes to develop national adaptation plans and reduce countries' emissions, gender-responsive budgets to ensure that plans are carried out to support gender equality are also missing or lacking from national plans. And then it has a section about what ActionAid are doing it, are doing um, to support women. But I think that was a really good article, to be honest. And it said it in a really kind of simple way. Um, some of them are like a bit too academic where I feel like I'm just going to be saying really big words and not really you know um this one says it is also now clear that gender inequity is making the impact of climate change worse gender equality gender equity is a lot like climate change it's a horizontally integrated issue that largely exists inside of a, inside a vertically integrated policy framework now is time to change that i don't think you need to say that they're similar to say that they're important that's the only thing i say about that sentence they don't need to be similar to be you know desperate for change um this says the problem with today's dominant policy paradigms our dominant policy paradigms do not support the level of rigour needed to solve today's toughest issues such as gender equity and climate change. Mainstream approaches to policy creation instruct us to categorise issues and then neatly box them into policy solutions. While this approach keeps things simple, it also comes with a cost. In an effort to distill problems into single, simple and singular forms, we overlook the interconnected, overlapping complexities inherent in our society. And when we strip society of its complexities, we become blind to the sim symbiotic relationship that connect issues to one another. This in turn jeopardises our efforts to solve problems effectively. 
The interplay of gender equity and climate change is a fitting example of this phenomenon. This, that is so fucking true. And then it says, what happens when gender intersects with climate change? Scientists have well established a link owing to their overrepresentation among the world's poor and gendered expectations of them. Women are more likely than men to be displaced by climate change, suffer from pollution-related health problems, lose income when climate-related disasters strike, experience violence in the aftermath, feel the effects of soaring prices on survival basics when disasters hit, endure increased workloads when recuperating from climate-related disasters, shoulder the increased burden of water and fuel collection as the climate changes. So we did read about that before and then um, gender mainstreaming paves the way for effective climate change policy. By applying the gender lens to climate issues, we begin to see the 83% of single mothers who were unable to return to their homes for two years after Hurricane Katrina hit, or that two-thirds of jobs lost in the wake of Katrina were those lost by women. We begin to see how women and children are 14 times more likely to die or be harmed when disasters strike. We see that among those displaced by climate change, 80% are women. These horizontal integration of gender allows us to develop a more complete understanding of climate change. Importantly, it allows us to see how issue A escalates issue B. And that is so true. Like You can look at the climate change and not even think about gender issues within that and why women might be more affected. And I knew they were linked, like I'm obviously banging about intersectionality, but I never, I never thought about some of the reasons that women are more affected by climate change. And this says, countries with high levels of women in politics have been the most successful in reducing carbon dioxide emissions. Moreover, a study of 130 countries reveals that women in government positions are more likely to sign international treaties and climate resolutions than their male colleagues. Further research shows that countries with high levels of gender inequity also have high levels of environmental degradation. That is so interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really know why that is, um, but yeah, it's so interesting that the women at the top are more likely to make changes and I don't know if that's because they're more aware that women are affected by climate change, I don't know if it's just because they're aware that climate change is a pressing issue, I don't know, but it's so interesting and as I always say I'm probably going to do another episode on this, I am really tired right now guys and it's Monday and this needs to be uploaded to my morning i'm cutting it fine but yeah i really found a lot of information today for this episode that was really insightful i'm really glad i decided to do this episode um so i hope you learned something too and i will see you guys next tuesday bye